We say that we want to be loved for who we are, but we're constantly pretending to be someone else. And we do it out of fear, fear of rejection, fear of not being good enough, fear of showing our true selves and it not being accepted. We create these illusions because it hasn't ever been safe enough for us to just truly be ourselves. What's up everyone? Welcome back to Queer Connections. I'm Kita, your queer dating coach and matchmaker. And this video is going to be about relationship lessons of 2023. I did a video just on overall lessons from 2023, but we specifically needed this video because the Venus retrograde did a number on so many relationships and so many couples. And it just feels like everyone's been breaking up or getting divorced for a hot minute. And I'm not going to lie, like I experienced some rough times myself. I'm not exempt, but that's what relationships are about. They're about growth. They're about getting through these rough times. Some people made it, some people didn't. But I'm going to give you a few things that I learned in 2023 that you can take with you that'll make all the difference in 2024 and in your relationship. So let's get started. Lesson number one, we have to stop living in illusions. A lot of problems that occur in relationships happen because we create and live in and try to maintain these illusions. And the biggest one I see is the illusion of perfection. And that is a trap. It's a race with no finish line. It's exhausting. It's like this never ending quest that leaves you feeling inadequate and it just crumbles your relationship. See, we say that we want to be loved for who we are, but we're constantly pretending to be someone else. And we do it out of fear, fear of rejection, fear of not being good enough, fear of showing our true selves and it not being accepted. We create these illusions because it hasn't ever been safe enough for us to just truly be ourselves. So we mask our quirks, we hide our vulner vulnerabilities, and we present this polished versions of ourselves. But that just has us being actors in our own lives. And we're playing a role that we think is going to be desirable to somebody else. This illusion of perfection also sets us up for failure. Because when our partners inevitably slip up or make a mistake, when the human flaws surface, the illusion shatters. And because we have set this bar so impossibly high, any mistake that, that we make or they make feels like this catastrophic failure to your relationship. So we're quick to let people go or to break up or to move on because we're in this search of that elusive, perfect relationship, not really realizing that it's the imperfections that make relationships real, deep, and meaningful. Now, I'm not telling you to stay in a jacked up relationship at all whatsoever. That is not what this, this particular lesson is about. All I'm saying is, in essence, the key to a fulfilling relationship is not perfection. It's authenticity. So we have to break free from this illusion and really start to accept ourselves, our partner, and the people around us. Embrace imperfections. Be kind to yourself and understand that you are enough just the way that you are. And I know that sounds like some woo-woo stuff, but it's true. This is about creating a safe space for you in all of your relationships, where you can be vulnerable, where you can show your true self without this fear of judgment. It's about understanding that love 
is not about finding someone who is perfect, but finding someone who embraces your imperfections, their imperfections, and you two choose to love each other more and more every day. All right, lesson number two is to take your partner's complaints seriously, but not personal. Now, this is one that's interesting. And honestly, it's hard for me to even continue to practice. This is something that's like fairly new for whatever reason this year it clicked. But when your partner or someone close to you complains about something that you did or they share about how the thing you did or said like hurt them, you can take it seriously without taking it on as a personal attack. So what does that mean? Taking it seriously says that you understand that this particular thing is important to them. Um, and it's serious because it's probably likely triggered some pain or trauma or hurt that they experienced in the past and this, this feels very familiar to them, right? But if you know that your intentions were not to hurt them and there was no malicious intent, then you don't really have to take that on as being personal because if you do, you're like, oh my gosh, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with me. And then you go to work on changing yourself. Now you might have been in the most authentic state when you said what you said or did what you did, right? To stay true to yourself. How it lands for your partner is not your responsibility because you can never make someone feel a particular way, okay? Understand that but you can understand that there's an impact and you can sympathize with that and you can validate their experience because what's true for them is true even if it's not true, okay? I'm gonna say that again. What's true for you is true even if it's not true, okay? So you wanna validate that person's experience. When you do that, it prevents escalation, it builds trust, and it keeps the focus on the problem to better get to a solution. Now you might be saying like, how do I do that? Because every time someone says to me, it feels personal, okay? It's not easy, I'm not saying that it is, but here's some tips on how you can actually make that work. Number one, you want to listen actively. That means listening to your partner without interrupting. That's difficult for me. I know it's difficult with people with ADHD because you just want to jump in and finish your sentence, but you have to actively listen to them and let them know that you're listening to them. Number two, you want to separate the issue from your identity. You want to understand that the complaint is about a specific behavior or a situation, not about you as a person. I know it feels personal. I know it feels like a personal attack because they're saying you did this, you did that but it's not, it's about that particular behavior. Number three, seek clarification. If there's one thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna ask you the 11 questions, okay? If you're unsure about your what your partner is upset about, ask for clarification. Clarity is the goal no matter what. One thing I'm gonna do is ask questions and that's me because I want to understand what my partner or what any someone else is going through. And when you do this, you stay out of assumptions. You stay out of creating stories in your own head. Number four, acknowledge their feelings, even if you don't agree with the complaint. You wanna acknowledge how your partner feels. So you can say something like, I see that this really upsets you. That right there can go a long way. Five, you want to respond, don't react. Pause. Take a moment to process what's actually being said before you respond. This helps in giving a thoughtful reply rather than a reactive one. Now this takes something. It takes something for me because you want to 
you know, say, hey, no, that's not how it is. That's not what I meant, whatever the case may be. But that pause just gives you the opportunity to respond in a more effective way so things don't escalate and get heightened. Six, work on the solutions together, right? Sometimes I think we just discuss the issue, but we don't actually find the solutions together. And you wanna be able to create solutions that gonna, that's gonna work for both people. Seven, reflect on the feedback. After the conversation, take some time to reflect on the feedback Consider if there are changes that you can make or that you're willing to make or ways to improve the situation. Now, there may not be anything, right? Or it could be something as small as like switching up words or tone, but you do wanna take the time to reflect to see what you can actually learn. All right, lesson number three, nothing ever happens suddenly. I've seen a lot of videos this year, right? More so in the last, in the current months about people being broken up with suddenly and they have no clue why. If you do not know, you are not paying attention to your partner and to the relationship because things can happen fast, but very rarely do they happen suddenly out of, out of the blue. Like that very rarely happens. Now, if somebody just ups and does stuff and you're like, I don't know what happened, it's the result of small problems that accumulated over time. Like death by a thousand cuts is a real thing. Two, there's communication gaps between you and your partner. Or three, one individual has evolved over time and their needs and their desires and their perspectives have changed. And either they haven't communicated that or they have and you haven't noticed. Addressing issues when they are small can prevent them from becoming bigger and seemingly sudden problems later on, right? You have to think about it like a garden. Relationships are like a garden. They need regular care and attention. So like in a garden, when you notice a small weed, right? It's a minor issue. It's sprouting up. It's relatively easy to remove, right? With minimal effort. But if you ignore that weed, they're going to grow. It's gonna spread their roots like deep into the soil and it's gonna mess up everything in your garden. The once like small weed that it was becomes much larger and entrenched and significantly harder to remove, okay? They can even start to choke out your healthy plants. This is the same thing that happens in the relationship. If you do not deal with the small things, it's going to choke out the harmony and the positive things that are actually going on in the relationship. So by addressing these issues, even when they're the smallest thing, you're effectively pulling out the weeds early, ensuring that um, they don't have the chance to grow and manifest into these huge significant problems in the future or, you know, it feels like someone left out of the blue. You do have to find a way to maintain and do some maintenance on your relationship on a regular basis. It might seem small, it might seem tedious, but I promise you it's going to make all the difference in the world. Well, that's it. That's my um, relationship lessons of 2023. I hope that you're able to use those and take that into 2024. Please comment down below. Let me know what lessons came up for you in regards to relationship or dating in 2023, how you're going to use that going into 2024, um, what questions that you may have about certain things. Please let me know in the comments so I can respond back to you. 2024 is gonna be great, all right? 
really think about the vision of what you want to create in your relationships if you're dating what you want your future relationship to to look like and get connected with that and stay connected with that i love you all thank you very much for being here don't forget to like and share and subscribe and hit that bell so you don't miss any of the videos i have some amazing videos that are coming your way um, in 2024 and don't forget to trust and love one more time and always one more time love you all peace